Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. On this episode of The Booze Hustle, I talked to Thomas Williams, head distiller of Delta Dirt, a family-owned craft distillery located in the Arkansas Delta. I'm sure you've heard the term farm to table by now, but have you ever heard farm to spirits? The Thomas family are fifth generation farmers evolving their history in sharecropping into ownership and now are creating some incredibly unique spirits such as a sweet potato vodka, a tall cotton gin, and Delta Blues bourbon. Even cooler is the impact that this distillery and the tasting room has had in revitalizing Cherry Street by bringing in tourism dollars from around the country. They're still pretty small production, but I have a feeling they're going to have a pretty big future ahead of them. At just 26, uh, you'd think there'd be a lot of pressure heading up a distilling program at a distillery, but Thomas has this kind of chill vibe that I think we all aspire to. Uh, I really enjoyed learning about the distillery. I highly recommend you checking them out. Enjoy. I actually found you guys. So I work in the wine and spirits industry. Mm Mm-hmm. Aside from this, um, but I found you guys, my mother actually sent me a link to your website and was like, check these guys out. This is so cool. And I got so excited about what you guys are doing that I was like, I have to talk to somebody. I have to. So thank you for humoring me. Um, I'm just really like touched that you would do my podcast. Of course. Of course. This is only the second podcast I've personally ever done. We did one at the beginning of the summer, but... This is kind of our first ever really podcast, kind of just me individually, especially. Yeah. The we'll get used to all it. All four of us, but yeah. I have a feeling you guys are going to be doing a lot of press in the next couple of years. So like, I'll, I'll be your training wheels. This is great. Thank you. Yeah. Well, tell me, tell um, tell our listeners a little bit about um, Delta Dirt and what you guys are doing down there. Okay. So Delta Dirt Distillery is a farm distillery. So we grow our own grains. Um, in our case, vegetable, we use sweet potatoes. So um, we grow the corn, wheat, sweet potatoes, anything that we could possibly use with a couple exceptions like um, barley and like malted barley and rye. Um, don't really grow too well in Arkansas. But <laughs> me personally, I think I would be fifth generation farmer um, on my dad's side. So his grandfather my great-grandfather was the one that took the land out of sharecropping and into ownership. And he did that in combination with selling his cotton to um, a different buyer at a higher price other than the landowner Mm -hmm. and actually moonshine. So Mm. no one knew he did moonshine. It was kind of one of those things that he did means to an end when he bought the land. It was, it was no more. Mm -hmm. It was, there was no trace of it. It was just, 
done. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually here at the distillery, we found one of his old, like the last remaining moonshine jug. Um, so we have it on display with some cotton stalks, kind of wow. paying homage to him. And we wouldn't be here without his bravery because back then that was definitely a big risk. Yeah, um, <laughs> sure. They say it's brave, but it's also a very, very risky thing that he did. So we yeah. try to pay homage to him as much as we can. Um, but yeah, then my dad and us personally, we didn't ever live in Arkansas. Um, we kind of moved away and moved all around the South Midwest. Uh, me personally, I was born in Fayetteville, moved down to Florida, Memphis after that, Cincinnati, Ohio, Chicago, Illinois, Dang. Dallas, Texas, and then back to Arkansas for college. And then I've been here ever since. Why are you um, moving around so he, much? My dad just moved around with his job, not military yeah. or anything, just yeah. kind of moved around. He worked for Tyson, um, Sarah Lee, and different companies like that. Oh, kinda, cool. But yeah, so he always wanted to, he knew he wanted to come back and didn't want to be a farmer on a tractor, mm-hmm. you know, the whole cliche farmer. He didn't want to do that, mm-hmm. um, but wanted to figure out a way to keep the farm alive and do something that was sustainable without relying on just selling to to market. So I think my grandfather and my uncle, his brother, were at a trade show in North Carolina. They grow a lot of sweet potatoes there. So the theme of the show was kind of all things sweet potatoes. Um, there was a little booth over there that had a sweet potato vodka, and that caught my dad's interest. So mm-hmm. that was back in 2017, 2016. Um, late 2017, pulled the trigger and said, hey, we're going to do a distillery, got the rights to Delta Dirt Distillery. That's when we became officially a business, mm-hmm. um, although we didn't open our doors until April of last year, 2021. But that's kind of how Delta Dirt became idea to fruition, um, was mm-hmm. kind of just my dad's way of thinking and yep. figured out this is what I want to do. And he thought Cherry Street was perfect for it because it is an area that was once booming, is now kind of deteriorating, but he sees potential and sees that this town shouldn't lose all hope. I want to build a business and I want to put it down here to show people that, hey, if you put the time, effort, and a little bit of faith into a business, you can bring people. I mean, we're a mm-hmm. tourist attraction, bringing people from all over the country yep. here to this small town. So we're kind of wanting to be part of that spark that helps revitalize this area. We're not going to do it alone. It takes more than one to sure. do something of that magnitude, but he wanted to be kind of that that start to that change. I love that so much. And you literally just took the words out of my mouth. I was going to talk to you about revitalization because I was doing a little bit of research about the county that you guys are in, um, you know, and, and it's definitely been on some hard times. And I just love the idea of truly going back to where your family's from and saying like, we're going to put the work in, roll up our sleeves and revitalize it ourselves. And you have to start somewhere. Um, So I, you know, I think people in general are really, especially in the alcohol beverage space, are looking for authenticity and really like true, real, not like a story that a marketing team came up with, but like really a true uh, family business um, so I really love your story. I love what you guys are doing so much. It's so inspirational. And I feel like people should take a page out of that book and take a look at where they are 
and say like, I'm going to apply this business acumen that I have from my experience doing X, Y, Z, and I'm going to use it for good in our community. Um, So I just want to say like, uh, I'm a big fan of what you guys are doing. I think it's great. And I have no doubt you guys are going to be off the charts famous very soon if you're not already. So that's just my little spidey sense. Well, thank I'm just going to tell you. You're welcome. Uh, this thank this is the you. podcast where I glow and like fangirl over people. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sign me up every week. I know. I know. Well, um, that's, so, that's super cool. Um, let's talk about sweet potatoes for a second because um, maybe our listeners know this. Maybe they don't. You can make vodka out of pretty much anything, but there's a reason you yeah. don't. Um, price is usually a big reason. Um, you know, I've had an oat vodka before. It's very expensive to make vodka out of oats. People typically stick to corn because it's inexpensive or grains that are Mm -hmm. easier to get. Let's talk a little bit about sweet potatoes. Um, obviously you guys, this is your own product, so it's a slightly better, um, you know, less of a price barrier. But I guess, I guess my question is, you guys could be selling the sweet potatoes. Is it benef- more beneficial for you to be making a product out of sweet potatoes yourself or selling them to the general market? I would say maybe short term, you could make more money selling it to Walmart or whoever. But, you know, the market fluctuates and price could go down one day. Price could be high through the roof. But making something different out of it kind of not guarantees, but I'm not worried about the highs and the lows of the vegetable market. Right. Um, yes, You're your it's own expensive market. because it takes a lot. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. And it's something I can do completely different as far as, okay, I'm turning it into a vodka or I can turn that into something else. Say I want to turn it into a bourbon. Mm-hmm. Hint, hint. Um, Sweet potato bourbon? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Are you guys already <laughs> making one? Wait, you have a gin, you have a vodka. What else do you have? And then the bourbon is in barrels. So it's not released just yet, but it's on the way. Oh, I'm so excited. That's so awesome. But uh, but yeah, so you're kind of helping sustain. And I mean, we've gradually moved a lot of acreage from whatever row crops turned into sweet potato fields because of the demand that we are, are needing for it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we still pay for it. I mean, it, it's expensive too, because there's a lot of very manual labor. Um, so we get it at a cheaper price because there's no markup because we're doing it ourselves. But mm-hmm. when it comes to why you don't use sweet potatoes, unless you yourself can grow them, it is very expensive and very, you would have to have a bottle on the market that's probably $60 to make it make sense. Right. If you were going to do sweet potatoes as a non-grower. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm, I'm really interested in your background because you're very young, right? You're 25, right? I turned 26 in January. Thank well, you happy very much. birthday. Happy birthday. Capricorn? <laughs> I sure am. <laughs> My oldest daughter is a Capricorn. Are you very stubborn? Um, I feel like I shouldn't answer that. There's your answer, right? <laughs> There's your answer. <laughs> um, okay, Capricorn. Well, um, so what was your background? I mean, you had to have been in school. What were you originally thinking you were going to be doing with your life? So my original life plan was to pursue something medical, whether it be a medical degree, something in nursing, a PA, physician mm-hmm. assistant, um, something medical was what I had planned to do. I got my bachelor's degree in kinesiology. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a stepping stone degree to help you get to just about anything 
um, as far as medical or PT, anything related to the body. You can kind of use that mm-hmm. degree to get you to that next step. So after I graduated in 2018 was kind of when this was becoming a reality and was like, okay, we need to have some serious conversations about, okay, who's going to do what? If you're going to move away to go to school, that's cool. But he asked me if I wanted to stay back and help and learn how to distill since I did have a very science-heavy background. Yeah, you'd have to have a science-heavy background. (laughs) It's essentially chemistry. How's that transition been? (laughs) It's been now, I mean, it's fine. But back then, it was definitely switching gears from thinking about the human body to a lot more biology and how yeast and how bacteria and how everything else works together. Um, But luckily, my last year, my senior year, I worked in a I think it was not a horticulture lab, but it was a biology research lab. So I was actually very familiar with a lot of the things that I was doing. Unbeknownst to me, I was just doing a random job because I liked one of my TAs. And she said, hey, do you want to work in the lab with me next year? And I was like, "Okay, it's money. Um, And of course, every college student wants an easy campus job. So unbeknownst to me, two years later, that would actually come in handy tenfold. Yeah. It seems you've stepped right into that role. I mean, I imagine like when I was 25, good Lord, I wouldn't have been ready for that kind of responsibility. <laughs> That's, I mean, especially like heavy machinery and things that could blow up. Like, I don't know that I would have been the gal for that job, but uh, <laughs> kudos to you. <laughs> it definitely forces you to grow up almost overnight. You kind of have to step into a very serious role straight out of college almost and take on a lot of responsibilities and be, because at the beginning it was me here all day, every day by myself. My Mm -hmm. parents still were working day jobs. So Mm -hmm. you kind of became the face of a company that you just kind of learned about yourself. So you do grow up very quickly. Yeah. Did you do um, a lot of like market research as far as like flavor profile? Are you a drinker? Um, You know, where were you influenced for what you wanted your final blends to taste like, things like that? No, I mean, I was a drinker, but again, college, you drink the cheapest thing you can find. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't say I had a very refined palate. Uh, market research, not really because my approach to it was I am doing something that is totally different than what's on the market now. I can't really compare it to other things. Mm-hmm. I will say I wanted something that was smooth, Unique, had some character to it, but also met all of the, okay, it's still very mixable. It still drinks very well by itself. You would know Mm -hmm. it's a vodka, but also you know it. It's not your typical rubbing alcohol vodka. So (laughs) I kind of approached it in a way that I wasn't trying to compare, Mm -hmm. but I also, of course, had to be very mindful and know that, look, you got to taste some other things to know what's out there, what people like, and do some comparison that way. But that only came about after I had a finished product that I personally liked. Because if I don't Mm -hmm. like it, I'm not going to sell it. Yeah, I was wondering about that because your whole family is in on the the team there. So is there like kind of a a quorum or is it, do you have the final say on, on, on things like that? We try to have a full discussion where everyone makes that full decision. There's no one person that's going to make that decision. We'll Typically with that, it would be, okay, I like it. I'll move it on to the next person. Then we'll bring Mm -hmm. it to the rest of the group. And then we'll slowly branch out 
beyond that to get some feedback from immediate family. So uncles, aunts, cousins, and then we'll go beyond that to a lucky stranger at the bar that walks in. Hey, do you mm-hmm. want to try something different oh, and new? Cool. Yeah. And then we'll try to get some real-time market research that way. Um, and then we have different tasting events that we'll go to, and I might be nice and share. Yeah. It's, you must have a really um, functioning, lovely family. My family would be a fucking nightmare trying to get them to like all agree on something and taste. Hey, everybody, I want your opinions. No, I don't want anyone in my family's opinion about anything. <laughs> there are things that I am that same way because it'll never end. I'm like, okay, well, I needed this yesterday, so... I already submitted the final um, approval yeah. for different marketing things, but yeah, yeah, some of the conversations get very lengthy, and I will yeah, say, yeah, I'm sure. Oh yeah, everyone has an opinion. You know, there's a lot of dysfunction. There's there's functioning dysfunction. Robust conversation. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So what are you doing for your, you make a gin. So what what kind, what mm-hmm. style of gin are you making? What kind of botanicals and stuff are you using? So that one is very light and floral and very, okay. I get a, people that are like, oh, this is great. I don't necessarily like gin, but this is very mixable and palatable because it doesn't mm-hmm. taste like straight up juniper. Um, yep. So it does have juniper. I'm trying to think of what, because I'm not very well versed in gin. Mm-hmm. Again, I kind of made it to where I would drink it. Sure. Um, so I don't know if it's like London style gin or new age. Don't know the terminology, but I will yep. say 
It's got some orange in there, some orris, some cassia, some angelica root, angelica peel, and very, very floral on the nose, but also very light on the palate. Nice. Um, I would like uh, you guys to start shipping up north, please. Thank you. So I could. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, can we just like overnight a package or something? (laughs) I know. And we actually just had a. Um, a feature with Soledad O'Brien, her Matter of Fact show, just aired this past weekend. And there was such a demand in North Carolina that actually the ABC store in one county reached out to us and said, hey, we've got a lot of people wanting to get this product. Like, how do we get you guys registered with us? Yeah. And that was kind of crazy. Yeah, that that's the, the infrastructure question. You guys are going to have to have a lot of those roundtable discussions because I, mm-hmm. I feel like the demand is going to... Uh, it, you know, really quickly ramp up for you guys. Um, just knowing me, knowing, see, I am a market nerd because it's what I do for a living. So I, I can tell you, you guys have something really great there. Um, do you have any industry heroes or distillers that you used as mentors when you were starting out? I would love to answer that as like, oh, this is my Beyonce of distilling, <laughs> but I had no idea this world even existed up until May of 2018, um, mm-hmm. and I kind of was thrown straight into a different stratosphere when I was on the show Moonshiners, Master Distiller. So those guys were, I mean, great. I had always watched Moonshiny, Moonshiners, the show, just kind of on and off, mm-hmm. um, but never anything serious. But I don't, I really don't have any heroes. I wish I did. Yeah. But I didn't even know the world existed like on this level. Yeah. And I mean, they're, you're insulated a little bit down there, right? You're in Arkansas. It's not right. like there's a ton of people in your backyard that are doing what you're doing. It's, it's, it's actually quite lovely because you're coming to it from a very pure, eyes open, unjaded place where you're just like getting to experiment and explore and, and learn as you go. And I think sometimes the most interesting things come out of that kind of process where you don't feel like you have to be like someone. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, for me, I didn't even know craft distilling was like a thing. So my only frame of reference was kind of the big boys. You just assume it's all bulk manufactured somewhere. You're not Mm -hmm. thinking about somebody that's on the ground and actually crafting that spirit. Mm -hmm. So it's been very eye opening and and a new experience for me, really. I think like the last few years, um, maybe even more than a few years, a lot of craft distilleries have kind of popped up the way that breweries have, you know, where there's been um, a smaller operation and more unique process and more unique items. And I think the the market has really responded positively to that. So there's there's certainly yeah. more of a marketplace for smaller distillers now. Um, what's your what do you think your family's goal is with this? You guys um, have like big dreams. Do you guys want to kind of keep it family oriented? What's what's the plan? I feel like the long-term plan is definitely to go as big as we can. You know, everyone uses the the Tito's reference and kind of want to go as big and nationwide and beyond that. So I think eventually I would love to see us everywhere, mm-hmm. overseas, every state in the country, on airlines, kind of being that household name. And in, on an airplane, drinking a Delta Dirt. On an airplane. Sweet potato vodka soda. <laughs> I, I, hey, listen. I know that's my personal goal. Yeah. 
Well, what do you do? Okay, so I mean, obviously, family business takes up ninety nine percent of your time. I'm guessing. Um, mm-hmm. What do you do when you're not distilling? Uh, traveling, trying to get away. I don't know. I uh, try to, if I do have some time, I will try to book a trip and just go somewhere, see some friends. Because I work most of the time, so I try to just go see friends that I haven't seen in a mm-hmm. while. A lot of the times I'll go to Dallas because that's where a lot of them are, or I'll go to Chicago. I hate to say it, I need to spend more time in my home state and exploring the, <laughs> the natural beauty of Arkansas. So I think that'll be my uh, my fall thing when it cools down a little bit and, and going to some of these national parks and who knows, go hiking. And there's a lot of good hiking here. So uh, I'm going to be totally honest. This is going to sound like such an obtuse thing to say, but like I've been to a almost every state in this country. Um, there's a couple like Alaska. I haven't been to, I haven't been to Hawaii. Right. But domestically I've been ever, I've never been to Arkansas. I've never thought the words natural beauty of Arkansas before. I don't know why I've never, I don't know. It's one of those States where, especially in the Northeast, they, it, everything kind of gets glommed together. That isn't a big city. And that sucks. And I'm so glad that I'm having this conversation with you because I think you guys are going to do something for, I don't know, like places in Arkansas, like just, I'm telling you, just by doing something cool and new and beautiful, you guys are like literally shining a light back onto Arkansas. Truly. Good. I I mean, mean, I'd love to hear that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. What's your favorite place? You said you lived in Chicago, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Where in Chicago? And I'm actually, I'll be there next uh, weekend. I have a conference that I'll be there for. We lived out in the suburbs, the Aurora area, you know, Naperville, kind of close to that. And then I actually graduated from high school in the Dallas area. So close to Grapevine. Um, I lived in Chicago for 11 years. It's like my favorite place outside of, outside of most places, except in the winter. Fuck that place in the winter. I was going to say, it's it's not a... (laughs) Not a great winter no. spot. No, 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 no. But I, I loved it there. Um, I have to say, you seem so chill. For, uh, I would be, I would feel like so much pressure, being twenty six and having this like distillery at my feet that I'm responsible. You seem so chill. Like, are you this chill? Is this like an act? What is? This? <laughs> no, that is why people think I'm like thirty five because they think I've been doing this for forever, and they. They're like, oh, you seem so much older and mature. And I'm like, I mean, I guess I just feel like an old man because I feel like I, there's a lot that I have to get done and I don't have time to sit back and stress about what the world expects or, you know what I mean? Like you get yeah. caught up in your day to day and you don't really have time to go back and, and think about those moments. But when I do have those moments where I think about it, I don't really feel pressure. I feel kind of excitement i'm like oh like this is crazy what we've done in this short of time yeah like i think my biggest kind of moment i had was at the end of last year i was like there was so much that we like publicity press tv shows like forbes magazine like a lot of different things happened last year that i had a freak out moment that i'm like okay what are we going to do this year to to top that you know people expect you set the bar really, really high. Mm-hmm. Where do you go from there? So that was my only kind of freak out moment was trying to figure out where you go from such a high bar you set for yourself. And how did you reconcile that? 
like I just stopped thinking. <laughs> stopped thinking about it, I guess. Um, Great advice. And just kind of figured, I just kind of let it go and figured, hey, what's meant for me is meant for me. And what's going to happen is going to happen. So me thinking about it and stressing about it isn't going to change a thing. I just so got to keep on keeping on. Yeah. Keep on keeping on. <laughs> got that bumper sticker on your car, Thomas? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I do not. I do not. Well, that's very mature, uh, very uh, worldly Zen advice. Keep on keeping on. Keep your head down and work and just focus on the next thing. Um, well, that's awesome. So what's next for you? You guys, what's what's on the agenda for Delta Dirt? What do you guys got coming up? Anything interesting, fun? You guys expanding? Are you guys, when it, when are the when are the whiskeys coming out? What's the plan? So immediate on the docket would be expanding to at least two new states, Texas and Tennessee, awesome. um, specifically the Memphis and Houston areas. Uh, beyond that, working on a strategic plan to expand to where and where the most demand is. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that keeps shifting month by month. So who knows Texas what the next is states a massive, that are. Massive market. It is. So that's a a city after a city. So start in Houston, probably end up in Dallas and just kind of keep making our way to the cities. Well, I wish you such luck, man. Um, I'll be rooting for you guys up here waiting patiently to get uh, some distribution happening in the the Northeast. (laughs) I know, right? And it's, we have so many family and friends that we met in Chicago. They're like, okay, can you make your way to Illinois already? Yeah. Um, But, and then the whiskeys and bourbons will be sometime in 2023. Okay. So that's Where are you probably the, the barrels next from? big exciting. Um, there's actually a place here in Hot Springs, Arkansas that does them. Like a cooperage? Outside of, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're like oh, the cool. only one in Arkansas. And then beyond mm-hmm. that, you would have to go to like the Ozarks in Missouri. But yep. I think they're backed up because they supply the big boys and they keep them very busy. What is like the oak regiment that you're doing for the whiskeys? Is it like new oak? Like char? Oh, well, it's got to be yes. charred oak. It's got to yeah. be charred. But. Yeah, it's new American oak. Charred. I don't know the chart because I didn't pick it. Mm-hmm. Um, got a few different sizes. So I got the full size all the way down to little five gallon barrels. Yep. Oh, that's cool. And so you guys are doing bourbon. Mm-hmm. And you're using corn, obviously 51% corn. And then what else is in your bourbon? Right. It's got corn. It's literally a hodgepodge about everything so corn sweet, sweet potato <laughs> yes sweet potato is there sweet potato in there there is hell yeah i'm not okay. telling you what percent but there is sweet potatoes in there it's okay and then we have some rye and barley that's awesome well i can't wait to try them and you're an absolute delight and uh thank you for doing my podcast thanks for having me up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.